Hello and welcome to the Wickham Baptist Church podcast. I'm Tom and I'm here with Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi, hello. So we've just come out of our staff meeting uh, for this week, this Easter week, uh, and Paul had just turned us at the beginning of that meeting to Deuteronomy 27 and to Deuteronomy 21. I'm just going to read a few verses from there. Deuteronomy 27, uh, starting in verse 15. Cursed be the man who makes a carved or cast metal image, an abomination to the Lord, uh, a thing made by the hands of a craftsman and sets it up in secret. And all the people shall answer and say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who dishonest his father or mother. And all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who moves his neighbor's landmark. And all the people shall say, Amen. And then skipping to verse 26. Cursed be anyone who does not confirm the words of this law by doing them. And all the people shall say, Amen. And then Deuteronomy 21 and verse 22. And if a man has committed a crime punishable by death, and he is to be put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain all night on the tree, but you shall bury him the same day, for a hanged man is cursed by God. Well, a strange passage to read. We, we have devotions every week as a staff team, but um, I, I'm reading through the Bible in a year and I've been in the Old Testament. I've gone to the New Testament. I'm back to Deuteronomy this morning. And those verses, those curses that come at the end of Deuteronomy just struck me. As you read through them, um, the purpose of God's law is to help us to look in the mirror and see our sin. And if you read through the long list of curses, which curse is just another way for, word for judgment, really. You look at all the judgments that God is bringing on, on sin. It's a terrifying and a terrific thing. And then you, you read a few chapters earlier there in, in, in the verses from chapter 21, and it speaks about the hanged man. And when you look at a man who's hanged on a tree, he's a man who is bearing the curses. And, and the Old Testament is obviously speaking about the curses on his own sin. He's bearing the judgment for his own sin. But then we think of what happened on that first Good Friday and all the curses that were earned and deserved by all of God's people are all poured out on Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate hanged man. And as he hangs there in a supremely focused moment, the judgment we deserve pours out on the head of Jesus. Um, it's, it's a reminder of how terrible sin is. It's also a reminder of God's amazing love and grace that he should put his own son through that in order to save us as we think on good friday the experience that jesus went through there on the cross was a real experience and it was a new experience he'd never experienced anything like it before and it was a terrible experience and it was for us for our sin for our salvation and so just as we were thinking about that together as a staff team, it's a reminder for all of us as a church how precious Jesus is and how wonderful he is as our saviour. Please do celebrate Good Friday with us. Um, the service will be up online as with the Sunday services. And then on Easter Sunday itself as well, there'll be a morning and an evening service. But on Friday, we're doing something new. Uh, we're doing a communion service, but we're doing it online. Now, this is, this is new to all of us, I think. Yeah. Um, yes. So how can we be thinking about preparing ourselves for that, Paul? 
Well, it is new, and I don't think it's something that we would ever do, except in the current circumstances. The whole point about communion is we come together around the Lord's table, we eat one loaf, we celebrate our fellowship together. Um, and so we'd never do this in normal circumstances, but as we've, we've mulled over it and thought about it, um, we've always had a communion on, on Good Friday. Um, the Lord commands us to, to, to do this, to remember him. And in spite of the fact that, that it, it's not easy to do and, and, and there are all sorts of things that we want to work through, it, it is an important occasion when we can come together as a church, even though we're in our own homes, and we can remember what the Lord did for us. Now, as we prepare for that, it, it's the way in which we should prepare for every communion, really, which is to, the Bible says, let a, let a person examine their own hearts. Are we walking in fellowship with the Lord? Am I, am I a Christian, first of all? If I am, then I need to remember that the table is not set for perfect people. The table is set for sinners. And uh, as long as I've, I've uh, asked for forgiveness for my sin, as I'm walking in fellowship with the Lord and with the Lord's people, then I'm welcome but it is a time to ask those questions. Am I in the right relationship with my brothers and sisters? I think the current circumstances, um, it's wonderful to be at home with the family and with our, our partners and whatever for, for some of us who are, who are married, but it does put pressure and, and we can fall out. If, if we're preparing properly, then we need to make sure that we're in good fellowship with, with our loved ones. And it also means a good opportunity gives us a good opportunity to, to, to look at our own hearts. Am I walking with the Lord? Am I loving the Lord? Am I seeking after him? It, it's a balance, isn't it? Communion is, is a sign of God's love to us. It's God speaking of his grace to us. It's God reminding us of how precious we are, that he gave his son to die on the cross in our place, that we're welcome as sinners and Jesus is the friend of sinners. But at the same time, it's a test and we need to be sure that we're not drinking the cup or eating the bread in an unworthy manner so so as we prepare just spend a little time maybe on Thursday afternoon or early Friday morning thinking through those things and praying about them and asking the Lord to reveal himself uh, to you if there's anything that you need to repent of maybe you need to make a phone call or, or, or send a text before the communion service itself but then as we come together it will be as the company of God's people we're, we're only do, we're not leaving the not leaving the service online uh, for any period of time it's it's a one-off event um, but it's also I mean we always say don't we until the Lord returns and we look forward to that we're also looking forward in God's grace to the time when we'll sit down and have communion together I guess one of the first things we'll do when we meet together as a church again will be to break bread together and, and that's a wonderful anticipation of that what a special day that will be yeah, um, yeah just to to think back about some of the things you've just said that yeah, the, the idea is that on Friday morning, we're coming together. So if at all possible, find your way onto that internet stream and, and celebrate with us all together at the same time. And, and in a sense, we will be the gathered people eating uh, and drinking together. That's right. So what about after Easter, Paul? What, what plans have we got? As far as the preaching program is concerned, let me, let me just say about that. We, we're still in the Psalms in the mornings and there's some wonderful Psalms to, to, to pick out. I'm going to do a short series on one chapter in Philippians at some point uh, in the mornings to break into that series. That's all about relationships. I mean, that wonderful uh, hymn of the early church uh, about Christ, but it's also about relationships. I think relationships are important at a time like this. So it's about two or three Sundays looking at Philippians chapter two at some point. But apart from that, it'll be the Psalms. In the evenings, we're going to go back to the book of Judges. And um, 
you probably picked up that that there's limited time on, on a Sunday evening. So, so, and some of these passages are very long passages in Judges. So we're going to try and uh, deal with them in, in a helpful way. Um, but we, we're basically just going to look at Jephthah and then we're going to look at Samson. And then we're going to put on hold the, the latter chapters. Um, we promised to preach on them and we will preach on them in, 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 in the future. But they're just fairly long and... Um, and demanding to do in 20, 25 minutes. So we'll come back to those later. But I think there'll be some precious things to learn, uh, particularly from Samson. In fact, I've been working on that this morning and uh, he's quite an enigma. So we'll learn a bit about Samson. Clover's going to hopefully do a series in the evening um, on, on another theme. So those are the things that we're picking up on. As far as uh, other things are concerned, um, I've had some feedback on the, um, the little exercise that I, I suggested going through Philippians. So I'll, I'll do another New Testament book in the same way. If anyone's got any suggestions, please email me and uh, I, I might pick up on that. I, I'm thinking of a shorter book that we can read through in a few weeks and maybe do a little bit of digging and, and a bit of research on. So that's, that's another thing. And then regularly to be meeting um, in our home groups and praying and, and, and just feeding on God's word and encouraging one another. I think that's the important thing as we go through this strange period. Um, I think praying for folk who we know in our families, in our, in our neighborhood, friends who are not Christians, that the Lord would use this to speak into their hearts. I think that's a very important thing as well. I felt very strongly in all the messages I've done online how important it is to at least have some gospel uh, application as well i think that's 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 important too mm. yeah thank you paul thanks for joining us and in just a moment we're going to be hearing from alan young a little bit more about how we can be thinking about pastoral work and and also praying for our key workers and nhs workers so thanks for joining us paul and over to alan thank you very much i've got alan young here with me hi alan hi hi there tom so just for a few minutes, we're going to talk about um, some of the the challenges and encouragements with pastoral work recently. Um, so with the national lockdown, there are obviously some new challenges um, with pastoral work. Can you tell us a bit about how it's affected things, Alan? Well, normally, most likely, we get the chance to support one another. People meet on a Sunday. They meet at other times in home groups. And also, depending on the constraints of uh, of work and family life there are other times when we can actually support one another and be alongside one another in a kind of physical sense uh, as well as kind of emotionally but clearly with the lockdown this has made big challenges to to this kind of th the pattern we we're kind of used to that has been and is an ongoing challenge in all aspects of, of community and church life so i think that's what we've got to look into and we are in some senses helped by the development of IT, of phones. Those are new skills for some. Uh, some people are honing skills they didn't think they had. But generally that's been an encouragement, but it remains, it remains a significant challenge. So how's it been going? What kind of things have been happening? Well, we've tried to encourage as a church an idea of support clusters. Now the idea in this is that we need help. We want to support one another. And there are natural affinities. They may be due to the fact that we, we live geographically close by. We may have past relationships of old friendships as well that are well established. We also have our home groups and Coffee Plus and other gatherings which would normally happen in a physical sense. And all those pre-existent relationships can be the basis on which 
we can get some kind of coverage and some kind of sense and reality of mutual support. So that's the kind of way we've been going. And I've gone, had the chance, as others have, uh, to phone people up and it's, it's most encouraging. I've, many people I've phoned up to find out how they're getting on and has anyone else been in touch? And so many report, well, I had a call from so-and-so, so-and-so did my shopping. And there are all these, and these things are happening. And actually people are discovering new, in some senses, in spite of the social separation, new intimacy and new relationships and deepening relationships. People are really heartened when someone takes the time to phone, contact, etc., or email or text. So all these things are very real encouragements within the fellowship. Yeah, it's been great. I know that my um, colleague Sam has been working hard on a, a big spreadsheet. Um, how have you found that? What's that all about? Well, what uh, Sam Pibworth has done for us and honed very beautifully is a spreadsheet that we can use as core tea within the fellowship in order to get a bit of an overview of what's happening and to keep in touch with people. This is not a substitute at all for that ordinary fellowship networking cluster support that I've just talked about. But it is in one sense to give a kind of overview of it to ensure and double check, partly because one of the big concerns, and tragically we, we fear it will happen, that there were those who, who do somehow miss out. And the spreadsheet that Sam's produced is a way of which we can work through check people, make sure that support, every ongoing support is in place. And hopefully as a leadership too, give some encouragement support through these, these weeks of, uh, and months maybe of difficulty. I find it most encouraging just hearing, just the, the networking that's happening, this, but not just within the fellowship, as one couple I spoke to, and they talked about how deeply relationships in the cul-de-sac in which they live, that their non-Christian neighbours they were supporting and being supported by. So it's just strange that in a time of separation, there is also people reaching out and being supported by people outside the church. And that is also very important in terms of relationship building as we move forward in this time. Yeah, it's been really encouraging to see the church family pulling together in completely new circumstances. I, I've certainly been encouraged by a number of people getting in touch with me and people that I've got in touch with. Uh, it's been surprisingly, I think, a beneficial time. But one thing I would like to flag up is I had a very helpful phone call from one person in the fellowship, concerned that someone was being missed. Now, I was able in this case to reassure them, but that might not have been the case. One of our concerns as a, a fellowship, not just leadership, is we need to look out for those who might be finding this even more difficult. We need to alert one another. So please, our plea would be that if, if you have any sense of a brother and sister or someone is feeling lonely, is feeling vulnerable, has not been contacted recently, and you feel that we can help in this way, please do alert us. It's much better to hear twice to three times than to risk missing someone who can benefit from some kind of pastoral contact. And as well as yourself, Alan, I guess that would be getting in touch with the office or Ross or Paul and Clover, uh, and they would be able to, to pass on that message and, and, and make sure that person is uh, getting the help and support that they need. Absolutely. And in fact, people in the home groups, other people who may be leaders in the church within the geographical vicinity, just anything in order to get that improved coverage.
Alan, have you got any practical uh, ideas for how we might be supporting each other or supporting those uh, who live close by to us? Any tips or anything you've heard about going on that we should uh, all be thinking about replicating? Well, one thing is we have a list of church members, a church members directory, and it's probably a, a useful discipline to pray through it. And just think, you know, it might well be that not that everyone on one day that's on the, among the bees gets a call that day, but just to alert us to people who we can contact, we can send a text to, we can give a phone call to, and that's a real encouragement for them. The other thing is, although we're correctly constrained only to have our kind of exercise and outing once a week if we're in that appropriate age group, it is also possible to, to drop by and say hi to someone over a garden wall through a window. Yesterday on a, a daily cycle trip, Tat and I were able to talk to a, a young woman uh, and she, she shouted and we conversed from her bedroom up on the first floor just to encourage her in mutual contact. Another thing that it's perfectly possible to do and to help with. The other thing I think on the vulnerability is these are very stressful times and we need to particularly be aware of the challenges. It's come up in other things that people have shared about our mental and emotional health. For some people, this is a time of where they may, any tendency to depression may become more profound, where any tendency to anxiety may all become more acute. And we need to be sensitive to that. We need to just give, go that extra mile, be available to and encourage people and look out for those for whom this may be a particular challenge at this time. There is a higher level of depression, anxiety in our society in general at the moment. And it will not only be outside, it will also be among those within our church family who are so dear to us. So we need to look out for them in that too, I feel. Most people will know, Alan, that you worked uh, as a GP for many years. Um, and, and so in, in a way, I guess you, you understand some of the pressures that uh, our key workers and our health professionals are facing uh, at, at this time. Could you help us with some ideas of how we specifically can be praying for, uh, for those key workers and, and those uh, on the front line in, in the NHS? It is a major challenge, and I have to say it's one that uh, in my working life I completely escaped. This kind of challenge is, is, u is unique. But there are real problems and challenges. For people working in the very front line, there is both the pressure of work as it comes through the door, there is also the anticipation of it coming. It's a stress in itself. People may be asked to play, in a sense, out of position. That someone who's maybe called in to work in an area for which they have not had recent practice. So suddenly someone may, they may have been working in a very different capacity in the health service, but because of the pressures, they get called into the front line. And these are things which are not easy to cope with. Excuse me, the other challenge is that People in the, who are in the front line actually working with and caring for COVID positive patients, they have, a, they have to hold two things in, in tension. One is their professional care, but also they go home to their families, they go home to their spouse, to their children, to elderly relatives or whatever. And this is a tension also, holding those things in tension. Because these people are in the caring professions because they care, but they've also got loved ones that the Lord has given them for whom they also have a a duty of care. And this is a very difficult thing to hold in tension. And we also need to, I think, to remember there are many support services too. 
not every role will be in direct patient contact, but we do need to also be aware of the challenges that other, and the important work that other people are doing. And the other thing I know that we need to be perhaps to alert, and I've seen it come on in a few places, is just because our society is struggling and with the challenges of COVID doesn't mean that other illnesses and other health challenges suddenly stop happening. And we need to ensure that as a society and also for our health professionals, that they get the opportunity also to care for those other ongoing challenges that people have. And this is a real concern, you know, that people feel because of COVID, they cannot get help for other significant medical problems. So all these things, I think, are real challenges for our society, particularly for our National Health Service and those who work within it. Thanks, Alan. As a way of finishing off, it would seem appropriate if you could lead us uh, in prayer for those key workers and, and healthcare workers. Would that be okay? That would be a privilege. Be a privilege. Oh, Heavenly Father, we, we thank you that we come to a God who is sovereign and who is loving. Come to a God who knows all things. And Lord, we are those who are living with this reality, with this challenge. And at the front line in this country and beyond will be those working in the health service. So Lord, we do thank you for those who are serving in this capacity. We pray for them in the internal tensions they may carry. We pray for them, Lord, in the challenges of the work pressures. We pray for them as they go home to their loved ones. We pray for them that they will all have got opportunities for rest and recuperation at this time. So Lord, please, we pray, be with them. We thank you also, want to pray for the other people who are supporting us at this time. There are many other professions, non-health, whose services to us and work for us, we would miss were it not to happen. Help us not to take them for granted, but be grateful too for their service that they give. And Father, we, we pray too, Lord, for how we care. Lord, we pray, Lord, that we will be those who support our health workers, but also play our part in making their job easier and enabling them to work as effectively as they can. And I particularly want to pray for those in our fellowship who are called to work in the front line, who are called to work perhaps out of position, for those who daily carry that tension of being both a professional and a member of a family. Comfort and keep them, we pray. May they serve you in a way that brings glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us, Alan. My pleasure, Tom. Thanks for the opportunity.